actually, before we intro the show, I just want to say something really quick. Um, fellas, let's have a, let's have a moment. Ladies, close your ears, turn, close your eyes, look to the left, look to the right, and put your muffins on or something. Fellas, um, I was in a conversation where I realized a couple of different things. Um, shit, you know, but like shit, we don't talk about, and I think we should talk about it more. Um, you're dating a woman, you one night standing a woman, whatever you're doing with the woman, you're married to a woman, whatever, and um, having sex, enjoying it, whatever, and um, it's feeling good for whatever reason. You drunk, you high, or you just don't want to use it no more. You take the rubber off. Um. I want to say something here so that we can, as men, have a real talk. Because um, I've done it myself. It's never okay to take the rubber off unless you have permission from the woman. Do you hear what I'm saying? I, I don't care if you take it off and she says, oh my God, I've been waiting for you to do it. Or she says, I was just about to ask you to do that. Or she says, I love you. I'm so happy you finally did it. That still don't matter. It is never okay to do it unless you have the conversation prior to and give her the opportunity to say, I'm so happy you did it, or give her the opportunity to say, no, don't do it. Now, I've done it. Um, not maliciously, but just, uh, with my situation, just being fucking fucked up, drunk, and not, and not thinking. Um, but I've talked to a lot of men who said they've done it for some similar reasons, some other reasons, and um, to women who've done it. Um, and I wanted to have that conversation because I want to make sure that we, we discuss this. Um, and it could be a teachable moment as opposed to a oops kind of moment. It could be something with some good shit come out of it. So you should have that conversation, fellas. Like, for real. I don't care. Oh, she was fine with it. It does not matter. Does not matter. Let her tell you up front. She fine with it. The long and short of it is you need to respect your partner enough to give them that choice to be that much more intimate with you. And really, there's no excuse for it. Um, looking back on my own my own experience personally, that hasn't been something that I have paid attention to uh, the way I should. But, you know, it's something that in protecting our women, we need to be more aware of because a big part of protecting uh, protecting them is respecting them as well and respecting their wishes absolutely simply put so fellas we don't get to have these man-to-man -man talks often because we all be harder in our own world and we ain't talking that nigga about it nah fuck that today we broke that shit broke that wall down fellas talk to your woman before you make any kind of decision like that and ladies talk to your man uh before you make any kind of decision like that and um, having said that, kick back, you, you, JB, what's the name of the podcast? Nigga, it's a pod named Kickback. A pod named Kickback. It's like a tribe called Quest. You, you say, say the, the whole, whole thing. thing. Welcome to a pod named Kickback, also known as the Black CNN and the Revolution. Will we'll be, be televised. televised. I'm no breaks new to righteous ratchet. If you throw it, I catch it. If you got it, I match it. Every smart day, we right back at it. I am the Black Savage. What up? What up? What up, y'all? Is JB Frank? I'm that gangster geek coming at you every goddamn Monday. Monday. 
representing NWA Nerds with Attitude. I want to remind you guys to check out our merch line, new fashion statements, where you get your Nerd with Attitude gear, your Righteous Ratchet gear, your pod name Kickback gear, mask mugs, sweatshirts, kids line. It's all there for you. The kids line is there. You can even join us virtually on the sofa. We got a shirt for that, too. Boom. So check that out, y'all. Hell yeah. Um, we got a great show for y'all. We about to get right into it with our kickback fact of the week. If you uh, don't know, we do have a Patreon. And on Patreon, you get bonus episodes. The last couple of weeks, we've been doing uh, mini episodes mm-hmm. where you get stripper stories. Yeah. You get sports. And we discussed the debate earlier. Mm-hmm. So you get advanced shit too and and jb i'm about to throw this out there um you got kicker level that's two dollars yeah back a level that's four dollars kick back a level that's seven dollars and when you want that kick back a level we're gonna buy you something yeah oh yeah once oh, you yeah. do once you do a six month subscription you you involve for six months we got a gift for you mm-hmm. we got a little something that jb was telling you we have for you mm-hmm. you ain't wanting to buy it also if you on a patreon you get our discount code 20 percent off of all merchandise but that's neither here nor there yeah yeah now that that's out the way now that we paid a few bills <laughs> <laughs> literally thank you for that patreon what up rj Virtual. what up bj keep a cool mind pimp <laughs> let us do our kickback fact of the week jb let's get into it new. so the kickback fact of the week this was a whoa that looked like an ass i was like what the fuck this yeah I, the I, I, that? I, yeah um, the kickback fact of the week that does look like ass. I'm not <laughs> what is that? Is it, I don't know. I'm, 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 I don't want to see it no more. Like something soft and uh, So why do we get this? Is our kickback fact of the week? Why do we get goosebumps? This physiological reaction: small muscles attached to individual body hairs contract, which leads the hair to stand on end. We inherited this ability from our ancestors in part as a way for our then coat of body hair to capture air beneath it and in in that way retain heat. But as a George A. Bubinick, a psychologist and professor of zoology at the University of Goof, is that Goof? University of Goof, Goof? Gelf. Gelf, okay, Gelf. In Ontario, Canada, explained to Scientific American, it also caused our ancestors to appear bigger than they were hoping to ward off predators when they were frightened or on the defense. With modern humans having less body hair, goosebumps no longer cause us to look that much more intimidating. Uh, for more, uh, yeah. So, I get it there, but sometimes you get goosebumps when something good happened. Now, I wouldn't want to be intimidating when I got goosebumps because we're nominated for the award, but um, I get it when it's on the defense. Did you know that? Um and yeah, I actually actually did because okay. the same behavior is seen in a lot of animals. Um, any of you who are dog owners, whenever another dog gets around your dog, um, the rougher their neck, like like they call it the dog's back going up. Like the rougher their like all the hairs on the back, like almost in a straight line, stand on end. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Um, ironically, though, in our more evolved society, a lot of these sort of adrenal responses that were mm-hmm. biological protection responses have now been have now come become a part of like emotional 
responses, right? Mm. So um, a perfect example is all of the sexual signals we get when a woman is attracted to us. You know, some men say they can smell it almost, but you know, you notice the dilation of the pupils and everything. That was actually a biological evolutionary signal back in the day mm. we, knew, we knew that it was a strong mating possibility over there you yeah. know um so a lot of these things have kind of still get consent over. fellas but go ahead <laughs> yeah a lot of a lot of um a lot of those signals carry have carried over and kind of moved past their original purpose for that reason though okay mm -hmm. so that was i thought that was an interesting kickback fat um our high and low of the week jb what was your high what was your low? Yeah, my uh, my personal high uh, of the week was honestly, I just had a really, really uh, productive week at work. I got a lot of shit done. I got a lot of personal things accomplished as well. Um, you know, got back into my music a little bit more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm playing another instrument now. So. The ukulele. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was all. That was always fun, you know, this week, got to enjoy that. Um, my personal low this week, we're actually going to talk about a little later, um, new, and uh, we had touched on it when we did our exclusive Patreon episode. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I'll preserve that for later, but the debate was my personal low this week, new. Okay. Um, my high of the week, I want to say, um, I got a little more organized mm. um, in my approach um, and realized that I had, I counted up, uh, I thought it was seven, but it's really six, six streams of income right now. And now I just need that, that last string of income. Um, but to realize that the, uh, the merch line is doing well, the Patreon is doing well, you know, job is doing well, you know, a couple of things I got going on outside of those things are going well. Um, that was my high of the week. And I, um, I'm adding um, music back to my repertoire. Um, so I'm talking to my nigga BJ back home. I'm like, nigga, you know, get this shit together, nigga. You knew the man, nigga. Like, let's like, get one more Joan, one more one more sign off for you right on the sunset, this, this, this. And it just kind of made me feel more like me again. I was like, damn. I'm so used to being like, I, I, nobody's knowing all that shit. But most of the time I'm be at work. So I'd be like, I'm now the insurance guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then kind of be like, nigga, you, you a whole legend, nigga. Like, what the fuck? And so I kind of getting back into that mode, and that made me feel good. Made me feel good about myself and shit. Mm -hmm. My low of the week, um, I didn't have a low low. Um, I'll just say, um, how should I say this? Everybody wasn't as nice to me this week as they could be. And that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, that's my high low, JB. So let's go into my left stroke just went viral. And something JB has been dying to talk about, the goddamn debates. Now we gotta talk about the debates. We're gonna talk about Trump and, and Arona. But JB, let's focus on the debates right now. What yeah. a shit show. Yeah, um, everyone, I mean, you know, new, newscaster after news anchor after newscaster after news anchor literally said that and they bleeped them out. I'm not kidding, y'all. What a shit show. This was yep. a shit show. People repeatedly kept saying it. Cory Booker said it when, um, um, 
Who's the guy? Steve Colbert interviewed him. <laughs> um, you know, mm -hmm. Trevor Noah said it. Seth Meyers said it. Um, the chick from CNN said it. And it was new. It was, it wasn't a debate. It wasn't a, it was, it was what we knew the debate would descend to if you allowed an idiot who wasn't cared, who wasn't, who didn't care about the debating process at all to yeah. take control of the debate. That's what happened. The same yeah. way everything else that Donald Trump has taken control of has been a shit show. He, the, yeah, that was, it was a shit show because yeah. of him, yeah. pretty much. It was ridiculous. He, interrupting Joe Biden, interrupting the moderator, you know, throwing fits in the middle of the whole shit. It was just, it was crazy. Um, I never seen anything like that. It didn't look presidential. It didn't feel presidential. And I watched Joe Biden do his best to not feed into it. But at one point he was like, would you just shut up, man? Like, God damn. Like, we trying to have a damn debate here. And I was like, oh shit, you know, pissed off Uncle Joe. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Um, we will get into a Saturday Night Live spoof of it, but I want to speak to some very specific things. Mm -hmm. We named this episode Stand Back and Stand By. Yes. Because that's what he's, uh, Donald Trump dog whistling to the Proud Boys um, when they asked him to, to denounce racism or white supremacy, and he wouldn't do it. Um, I'm going to be honest. I don't personally feel like Donald Trump is the most racist person to ever live. I think he racist, just like I think Joe Biden racist. But as I've said before, Lyndon B. Johnson was racist too, and he did, you know, a civil rights act, and part, arguably more for any black, more for our people than anybody else, and he hated black people. Abraham Lincoln didn't free us, or didn't we weren't slaves? Didn't free black people in slavery because he loved us. He did it to save the union. Yeah. But I don't care if you're racist if you're gonna do what it takes. And I'm holding these grapes, y'all. The grapes are rare. These are those cotton candy grapes, by the way. Yeah, they're, they're I'm delicious. Jamie, how, how you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna reach in here and grab a couple. I froze them. They cold as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put them in the freezer because everybody told me you got to eat them out of the freezer. So they're not quite frozen, but they're cold as a motherfucker. <laughs> they're delicious, but they are cold as a motherfucker. <laughs> You don't eat your tooth. You're like, oh, well, whoa, whoa, yeah, whoa. yeah. These forty year old teeth, nigga. <laughs> make, 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 make your goosebumps come up. <laughs> whoa, thank you for yeah, the attack. That was brisk and refreshing. <laughs> oh, that's brisk, baby. Yeah. You know them brisk commercials. Yeah, it's the best alone. Yeah, that's brisk, that's baby. Brisk, baby. Well, yeah. Mr. T and them Jones too. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. We showing our age now. We showing yeah, our age. Yeah, we got a little claymation Jones. <laughs> but yeah, you're right, new. Um, he um it was not a debate um he he joe did his best to try and keep it somewhat civil the moderator did his best to let's try get and back to stand back stand oh by. yeah sorry you're right you're right stand back stand by thank you um, i lost the train on the yeah, great, the great shit. Shit. I, I, i'm with you i'm with you um but yeah, um, him dog whistling yeah. the proud boys and other white supremacists refusing to because you, you can do like a White supremacy is wrong, wink your eye, and they're still with you. You can, if that's your base, you can say some shit and let them know, I'm just saying this because we on TV. He like, I don't give a fuck. I'm not, I'm I, this, no, I'm not. I'll tell them stand back, but stand by. I'll be calling for you soon. That's how I took that. If I tell the motherfucker, no, no, I got to stand back, but stand by. 
like the kickbackers. And the motherfuckers coming at me, I'll be like, hey, st kickbackers, stand back and stand by. You know what it remind me of doing some funny shit? A Dave Chappelle comedy skit where uh, he's talking about, I like to say funny slang to, to fuck up my corporate white friends. So my lawyer will call me like, hey, Dave, how's it going? And like, everything is great. All right, Dave, great. I'll talk to you tomorrow. He'd be like, great, uh, Skip. Uh, stand back and stand by. But what he said in his comedy act, he was like, zip it in and zip it out. <laughs> See, I love my white friends. They be like, what the fuck does that mean? And he was like, oh, yeah, Dave, uh, zippity-doo-dah to you too. Yeah, hey, zippity-doo-dah. Already then. Bye-bye. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Um, Donald yeah. Trump was not hilarious, though. Not at all. And it pissed me off because it was... it. That wasn't really a dog whistle. That was more like a dog megaphone. And yeah. um, Biden kind of subtly pointed it out. He was like, all right, man, like really like the dog whistling nigga, like really. And that's that's almost literally what Joe Biden said. Yeah. But what I wanted him to say at that moment was, whoa, stop everything. Stop everything. What the fuck was that? What was that? Because we asked you to denounce you know, white, yeah, white, supremacist. white supremacists, and you gave them military orders. That that's what I heard. You know, like yeah. what yeah. what? Tell me what the fuck you just said. Like that mm -hmm. would have been a good time, in my opinion, for Joe to step out there and be like, "Hold up, nigga! Like hold the fuck up! I agree. Like the yeah. fuck was that's that?" That's why, in the middle of the shit show and the embarrassing things that Donald Trump did during that debate, I felt that Joe didn't do well enough because he let a lot of shit slide. That being the biggest thing. Um, he called him a clown. He asked me to shut up. I enjoyed that because that's just funny. But um, he didn't shut him down. And it's like, I know when you're in the middle of the debate, it's hard to think of everything. So I don't want to hold him to here to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But he missed that. That was a blunder. He missed that. He should have definitely spoken on that. And uh, when they did the Saturday Night Live sketch, as we transitioned, um, they, they uh, had Jim Curry playing Joe Biden. Did an amazing job. And uh, uh, Alec Baldwin playing Donald Trump as he always does a great job. And then they had, uh, uh, God damn, what's her name? Playing Kamala Harris. Oh, fuck. It wasn't Maya Rudolph. Yes, was Maya okay. Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, from, she from uh, Big Mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm going to change yes. Maya Rudolph, shout out to you, sis. Yeah, um, also uh, Idiocracy, one of my favorite movies of all time. But anyway, oh shit, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you had me watch that shit. Yeah. I watched that shit. I, I never, I heard of it, but never watched it. JB had me watch that crazy shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, the Saturday Night Live was great. We'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But I think what I learned from this debate is we need to have more debates so I can figure out what the fuck going on. But I also learned that we may not be having more debates presidential debates because Trump has the coronavirus, the Chinese virus, the fake virus. He has it, his wife has it, several uh, White House aides have it. And, excuse me, just wild, JB. Yeah, um, this, this is one of those, you know, horrible moments of irony that we, I mean, it's, I don't give a fuck about Trump. But I do give a fuck about the fact that now the president of the United States is deathly 
you know, potentially deathly ill. You know, um, they're saying that he's at Walter Reed now and they're and he's looking to be coming out of Walter Reed soon. Um, his breathing, his breathing percentages, meaning the amount of oxygen he's getting with each breath. You said it was somewhere around the eighties, right? Uh, now. Not 94. That, 94. It, it didn't dip me no 94. Okay. If it had dipped into the eighties, they would have, you know, had a more, more concern, mm -hmm. but it's still early. Mm -hmm. So they're saying, let's, you know, give it a couple more days. Mm -hmm. And see if it does happen to do that or not. Yeah, I mean, the man is 74 years old. He is not yeah. a healthy individual, you know, looking at his frame and his physique and his yeah. eating habits. So, you know, I, I don't wish that on anybody, including him. But I do have to say, kind of like, we told you so, nigga. Like, we, we told Dr. you Fauci about told you so. Yeah, like, we told you about this dumb shit, and now here you are. That's like, like that, the fire hobby zone. We done told you about this drinking the drug shit before. <laughs> we left you alone, thinking you would change. Mm -hmm. If y'all seen the fire hobby zone, know like, what, what line that is. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, real nigga shit, like, I know it's not nice, but I think the Democrats need to get his ass for it. Need because that was part of what happened on the debate. Like, that was literally one of the questions. Like, you've taken two different approaches to your political campaign. One of y'all has been safe, and the other of y'all has not. <laughs> They're saying that he may have contracted it at the uh, White House lawn ceremony for the new nomination of the new Supreme Court justice. And everybody, uh, it's a meme going to remember Game of Thrones mm -hmm. when the old lady was like, Tell Cersei I did it right before when she took the poison and died. Like, just let Cersei know it was me. And they, they replaced Cersei, uh, the old lady's face with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and let Trump know it was me. <laughs> and, and, and it's just like, well, damn, yum. It's like, I don't feel like everybody else. I'm not all sentimental. I'm not Christian. I'm not religious. I don't feel like, oh, I can't say I hope he die. I say what the fuck I want. I'm not going to say that because I don't hope anybody dies. I ain't, I don't think I ever felt that way um, by anybody, for real. But um, fuck him. Still. Just still fuck him. You know what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't done anything to, to earn my sympathy. He hasn't done anything to garner my um, my love. You know what I'm saying? My appreciation, my prayer, my, 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 my positive thoughts. Fuck that nigga. Yeah, um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, we got a lot of... Uh, we got a lot of nice uh, comments here, dude. Number one, uh, there's an update. Yeah. What's that? You want to hit this one? No, 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 no. It just said hidden. Oh, oh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, so he has left. Okay, Jay, Jay said he's left Walter Reed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, we got our kickback and correspondence. Mm -hmm. Let, okay, he, so he's left. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm not going to say I'm happy or disappointed. I'm just, you know, it is what it is. I, I, um, I think it's still a political tool for the Democratic Party to use, and I think that they should use it. I don't think that it would be in poor taste for them to do so at all, because this is this is what you get for doing, like, dumb shit. This is what you get for lying to the people and lying to yourself. Like, this is exactly what it means. Herman Cain has already died. Yeah, right, right. And I think we need to say that, like, People need to say that shit. Like, well, we gonna lot. say it. Yeah. Well, Herman we Cain has already died. Right. Donald Trump contracted the virus after having multiple rallies with no mask. Mm -hmm. They walk around. You see the videos on Facebook and YouTube. And, excuse me, Twitter, where they go around without their mask on and trying to force their way into Walmart, want to fight people because don't tell me I have to wear a mask. And it's like, 
slim. Like you gotta relax. Mm-hmm. Like and and I do understand that wearing a mask every day does not make you does not protect you from everything. I know that, and I know that I wear a mask and I wear the face uh, what you call it, visor, and I can still get it. And a person who never wears a mask might not get it. I understand that. But it's like you still take the steps to protect yourself and to protect other people. And sadly, when we wear a mask, it's for the other person's protection. I wear a mask so I don't infect you. I know the mask ain't really protecting me. But if I can protect you, then I've done my job. And when I look at a lot of y'all people that's mad about the mask, I'm like, you don't, you only care about you. Yeah. Like you wear, you don't wear a mask to protect yourself. You wear a mask to protect everybody else in case you have it. I'm like, you selfish fucking bitch. Like, fuck wrong with you? And why are you so angry? I will not protect other people. Like, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's just dumb. It's a minor minor inconvenience that can make so much a difference. It's like these idiot motherfuckers who choose to drive around without seatbelts on. It's like. Like you're not like you're not cool for doing that. Like you're not. Yeah. You're no, not no, like no, 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 no. It's way worse than that. I, I'm I'm saying both of them are stupid. It's like opinion. it's like it's a lot. I would worse. call them like right. drunk drivers or something like that. Well, it's like, a lot worse. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But it's just like th- it's, it doesn't make you cool at like at all. At all. Like at all. Um, and it's really really bad. And now we're seeing why it. You know, everybody should have a mask on. Real talk. Do you think? And I think now we all kind of think it's true. When you first heard it, did you think it was just him doing some political shit? Oh, you mean him politi- not wearing like him lying? No, 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 him being tested positive. Did you think it was a lie? No. Like the shit he was lying about? No. A lot of people, like most people thought it was a political ploy because he lies so much. They were like, this is another Trump lie. Like the internet was 100% convinced this is another Trump lie to get sympathy to get out of debates or to get out of having to do whatever. And like, I remember I, I watched me and Justin talk about it. And Justin said he thought it was real and Smee said he thought it was fake. So we had, we, like, like people were discussing this, like, do you think it's real? Um, and at first I was like, I don't know what to think, but I'm, I'm, it's well within the realm of possibility that he's just saying this shit. Maybe he'll take the vaccine in the, miraculously heal and then try to shove the vaccine down our throat. I was like, that's very plausible considering his character and what he's done. But that didn't cross your mind at all. No. Um, well, I mean, number one, um, technically vac- vaccines don't cure individuals who are already ill. Technically vac- vaccines are inoculations, not cures. So he wouldn't be able to use that. And honestly, I I see the political blowback from him catching COVID-19 as being a more negative than a positive, even if he comes through healthy for some strange reason. Um, again, I don't see it that way because if he comes through healthy, then he's saying, I told you guys not to worry. You didn't need masks. You didn't need this. Look at me. I made it through. Everything is fine. It doesn't kill everybody. I've been telling you that forever. It's not that big a deal. Let's go forward. Yeah, I mean, that he, he I think could, that works. Well, I I think that you if in the absence of the Democratic Party saying anything, I think anything that he does works. I well, think that and you know they're not gonna say, they're well, not gonna say nothing. Well, but we're and, talking about him talking to his party. Well, they already believe that it's a fake virus. 
So if he says, I caught it and I'm fine, what does that do to his party? Yeah, if they I, already, no, I'm asking you, what does it do to them if they already think it's fake? I don't think it does anything different because I think that, again, those you don't think people, it, valid, it, it solidifies their views? It, it, it validates their opinions? I don't think that they need that validation to, to solidify I, yeah, those I, views. I, yes, it yes, it does. Okay, but but I, don't think, I don't think that I don't think that that is I don't think that that gains him any points that he I already think it does absolutely and, does. And I'll tell you why, because if he dies, he loses points. So their whole rhetoric is based on what happens to him now. Because if he dies, then everything they say is bullshit. It's out the window. If he gets very ill, then it's like, fuck, we didn't take it serious. This shit can't fuck you up. If he comes back perfect, then it's like, we told y'all dumbass motherfuckers back in the day it wasn't real. It changes the scope. If he bounces back from this in good health, not great, not back to normal, just good enough to live and to be able to be president. Then they, then we can all, then they can all say, we told y'all stupid motherfuckers that y'all stupid for wearing masks. It don't even hurt you. He's 73. Yeah, I, <clears throat> he is the, he is the best medical, some of the best medical care on the planet. Most people don't. Um, yeah, 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 but I, we let me there, finish. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, let me finish. Like, I, I hear all that. But I honestly think that, you know, even if he were to stay with Corona and get really sick and die, I think that those people would still be voting for uh, for the vice president in the election. Oh, that, that wasn't a debate. That wasn't oh, that wasn't the nature okay, of the conversation. So, so and so in my and so in my opinion, him catching the coronavirus right now gives the Democrats again, an opportunity to really catch the people who were swinging one way or another, because this man has lied about COVID. This man has lied about the severity of COVID. This man has lied about the risks of catching it. And now he has it. And now he's in the hospital. And the, the issue, Democrats need to use that. But the issue, it, it won't work if he bounces back. Those swing voters you're talking about, if he gets it and bounces back and they're on the line, and he goes, I told y'all it was no big deal. And they're going to be looking at Biden like, wait a minute, motherfucker. You had us all scared in the house and shit. And this old ass nigga got it and he ain't die. You know what the fuck you talking about? He was right. Yeah, then, then I mean, then then it's a lost cause then. And it, and it doesn't matter because he's likely to survive given the amount of medical care that he's going to have accessible That's to That's my him. point. Yeah, I, I just don't see it having as great an impact as you do. I on on the swing voters that is where i think people that are afraid of rona like me um but aren't me but are feeble-minded and our republicans and our proud boys but are a little considering defecting if you, if you will they're gonna look at that shit and be like he's 73 he fat he a fat fuck and he survived it uh i'm not listening to them democrats i'm not listening to a partner kickback I'm voting for him. They're, they're, they're going to do it. They want to do it, but they ain't going to do it if he die. Because that brings another level of awareness. Him getting it isn't the moment. It's how he re responds to it. That's the moment. Trump getting Corona isn't like the Democrats can use this now to their advantage. No, they can't. That ain't the kicker. It ain't about what happens to you. It's about how you deal with it. 
It ain't about him getting it. Anybody can get it by chance. We all know that. The, the issue is how severe is it? The severity of it. And if he dies, then we know it's pretty fucking severe. And if he lives, then we know it's not that severe. That's the defining moment. From where I sit, that's how I view it. Yeah, I I mean, I can I can understand again if you're looking at it from the context of a Republican. Um I can understand it if you're looking at it at, from the context of a moderate Republican, but someone who swings to the right or whatever. Um there are certain people how however who also swing to the left. And in and in today's country, there are more people swinging to the left than there are to the right, which is why the Republicans are so scared of voting right now. And that's why I think that this issue, if used properly, can swing more voters to our side than to their side. I I, I think that's 100% wrong. It can't, how can it swing people to our side if he lives and comes out well? Who, why would you go to that side? He lived. He wasn't affected by it. My argument is that if he's healthy, if he has a healthy response, they're not going to swing. What would make you swing that side? If he comes out of it fine. What would make you go, I don't know who to trust over this Corona thing. Oh, Trump guy that ain't he lived? And they telling me we could die. That's wear a mask. Why would you swing to the Democrat side? That's yeah. that is nonsensical to me. I I mean I look at it a little differently because I don't I don't like I I see it as a much 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 lower chance that Do- Donald Trump would die from this thing. I I just I don't think that was ever really even something that was up for grabs, right? I think it was how quickly would he rec- recover? Honestly, I I never saw him potentially dying from this when he got it, and. I honestly thought that he was going to get it before now. I mean, the prime minister, the UK got it. Other other leaders of other countries have gotten it to this point. Um, I thought that, and I still think that you know this will be this will be something that can be used as a wake up call for swinging Democrats. And I think that there are more swinging Democrats than there are Republicans right now. I just I disagree with That's all fair. of that, but. That's fair. okay. Um, where y'all, where y'all at, kickbackers? Because I think if Trump survives, the, the Proud Boys and all of them are gonna be more energized than ever. Let's go energize their Jeremy this. said we both are right. You <laughs> <laughs> always trying to be the damn diplomat. <laughs> as as Jeremy, he's a better moderator than Chris Wallace. Is. <laughs> right, right. Because he's like, he's like, you're both right, gentlemen. Let's move on to my next question. <laughs> very good, very good, very good, very good, Jeremy from Germany. Indeed. So, um, I what the fuck story of the week? One of JB's ex girlfriends. Nah. Nah, no, no. Sound like one of mine, though. Yeah, I was about to say. No, no, no. no, no. Um, this woman upset, believing that her boyfriend is cheating on her, uh, gets her girlfriend to drive her to her boyfriend's mother's house. She texts her boyfriend and says, uh, I want to, you know, I forget the exact verbiage, but I'm outside your mom's house. How does well, it feel? Yeah, I'm outside your mom's house. Um, how does your mother feel about being burned alive? And then the house catches fire, 
and his mother is burned alive, and along two with nephews. two nephews. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's denying it, saying she only went there to throw a rock into the window. Not going, can't buy it, Donald Trump. Donald Trump can't buy it. You sent the threat, and then the action happened, and I got to go by that. And this is not new behavior. Um, this is what I call toxic femininity. I've been seeing it a lot lately, but I've been seeing it for years, decades. And I've seen men do this crazy shit too. So I'm not excluding, I'm not excusing men. We've seen probably more examples of men doing it than women. Yeah. But we've seen women doing it too. And this shit is the worst. Like, because you think somebody's cheating on you, you killed their mother and two babies? You crazy bitch. Like what? Like, come on, man. Yeah, this is just low class all the way around. What What the fuck does uh, does his family have to do with a situation between you and that nigga? Like, what What made you think it was okay to play this kind of dirty pool to go this low? You know, um, one of the things that you know, I I don't know about the situation with women in prison, but niggas who do this kind of bama shit. Like they get fucked up in prison. Like yeah. this shit is not yeah. like this shit is not cool. Like you do this kind of shit, and then your ass winds up in in jail, and then the niggas in jail are like, "You did what, nigga? Like you did that bitch shit? Like all right, <laughs> like come yeah. on, man. I don't know. I don't know if the kind of thing like that happens in women's jail, but I honestly hope it does. Like she deserves to get her. Like she deserves to get fucked up. Like this is fucked up she deserves to die and that's a fucked up thing to say whether it's be electric shit whatever like this was premeditated evilness this wasn't i accidentally did this or this was premeditated murder she thought about it she thought about killing them then killed them that's ain't a lot more to it she thought about it sent a threat then killed them yeah Thought about it, went over there. Yeah. Thought about <laughs> it, went over there, sent out the threat, then acted out the threat. Ain't um, no way around that. Um, rest in peace Indeed. to you know to his mom and his two nephews mm-hmm. and positive energy and prayers to his family. Shit to her family. But for you, young lady, I have no remorse. I have no feelings. Like, Certainly you, no you positive energy. Yeah, no positive energy. I cannot uh, condone or understand or be sensitive to this crazy psycho shit. You killed this man's mother and two of his nephews. Like, my mother died when I was 11. I couldn't imagine someone killing my mother. Like, my God, man. Over suspected cheating. Yeah, too. Almost, yeah. So no, we don't, whatever we happened got, to break up with a nigga? We ain't got no facts yet. We just, you know, ugh. that's a so, tough yeah, one. To that's read. our that's, what the fuck story. You that is read. what the fuck. What Jeremy over there talking about? Yeah, he back on Trump. Okay. Um, our don't be dumb award goes to JB's fellow flat earther. Uh, Kyrie Irving, you know, they, him and JB came up with the theory that the earth was flat. Really, nigga? Really, nigga? <laughs> really, nigga? You know that? 
you know that that's against like everything that I am. Like, like, <laughs> I saw those comments and I was like, "Get something wrong with this dude!" Like, I know about going down anyway, YouTube rabbit holes, whatever. But that one, I don't even understand how. Like, yeah. But we're not even gonna talk about that. Shit, yeah, that yeah, shit. yeah. He did some more yeah, dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, really dumb uh, shit. Kevin Durant, his teammate, has a podcast called Etc. And on the ETC Etc. podcast, his first guest was Kyrie Irving, and they were talking about, um, uh, you know, just NBA life, basketball, etc. And the and moderator asked him, you know, you know, how's it feel to you know be teammates with Kevin Durant, blah blah blah. And he goes on to say that, um. This is the, you know, I've always felt like I was the most clutch shooter on my team. If it's 10 seconds on the clock, the ball goes to me. And I've, it's always been that way. I've always felt that way my entire career. I have no issue with that. Then he goes on to say, now when I look down at the other end of the court, I'm going to be thinking, that motherfucker can make that shot too. I've never felt that way before. And it's like, well, LeBron James has more game winners in the playoffs than any player in the history of the NBA. There was times when LeBron was not clutch. But now LeBron has been a pretty clutch player. So for him to say that, it was just kind of like, uh, what's good with you, nigga? Like, that's that's some wild shit that you on it like that. And you've been taking shots of LeBron for damn near years now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, get off his dick, dog. Yeah. Like Kendrick Perkins said, you jealous. You probably had on uh, in the first round of Dame Lillard jersey rooting against LeBron. Then in the second round, had a James Harden jersey, James Harden jersey rooting against LeBron. Then a Jamal Murray jersey rooting against LeBron. And now you probably got a Jimmy Butler jersey on rooting against LeBron. Uh, Cavalry, you get our Donald Don't Be Dumb award. It, well, not Donald. We're not saying his name no more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, and shut I up, mean, stupid. How about that? Add that to it. There it is. There it is. And, uh, and, and niggas, like, you're not that smart. Just remember that. Like, you're not that smart. When you say slick shit like that, everybody catches it. Like, right, right. <laughs> like, like, you're not smarter than everybody else. Remember, nigga, you're the one who thought the earth was flat. You need to, <laughs> you need to take saying slick undercurrent shit out of your repertoire because that's never going to work for you. And Ever. niggas, if you if you fall victim to one of these ridiculous YouTube conspiracy video sets and you start believing that the earth is flat or that COVID is, you know, something that was cooked up in China intentionally or, you know, any one of these other ridiculous myths, then you probably shouldn't say slick shit. You know, probably. <laughs> how, how about that? How about that? <laughs> Kyrie, you gonna stop talking about LeBron? LeBron James is a Mount Rushmore player. LeBron James no leads the fucking that. finals in 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 like points, steals, assists, rebounds, like third and three point shooting, lead the playoffs, all these categories. LeBron, I made this up this week, JB, and um, when I was at work talking to homeboy Jay Lou, and I was like, Michael Jordan is the best player I've ever seen. Um, I think you know Kobe Bryant might be the second best player I've ever seen. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has the greatest overall in basketball career, including high school, college, and the pros. No one has had a better uh, basketball career. But LeBron James has the best 
NBA career as far as individual achievement. He's going to have all the records. Yeah. Now, he's going to be four and six in the finals. Maybe before he retires, he can make it six and six. But four MVPs, taking, um, been in the finals 60% of his career. Um, the domination, the coming out as a rookie, the, the, the esteem that's been given to him, the clutch moments, the block shot, um, the way he's ripping through the playoffs this year in the Western Conference. And everybody said, he, LeBron's scared of the West. He'll never go to the West. And then he went to the West, and all he's doing is dominated. We have five, five, and five in the, in the Western Conference playoffs. Gentlemen sweeped his, himself all the way through against James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Against Damian Lillard, who everybody said that's not a regular AC in Portland, they're going to beat the Lakers. And against the Denver Nuggets, who came back against everybody but the Lakers. Put some respect on Bron Bron name. Like, I'm not here to say he's a top, he's the best player ever. But he's in my top four. And um, I, I've yet to determine what number he is. I think as of right now, he's three. He might be two at the end of this shit. He, I don't know if you can get to one. I got Jordan one. It's going to be hard to be Jordan. But um, as far as career, I, I like his career. I like what he's done individually, career-wise, probably more than Jordan. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, it, it, this is just one of those shady, stupid fucking things that and, – and everybody knows – I mean, you're just not slick enough to get, a, get away with this kind of shit. Um, and honestly, it should have never been said. You know, it's just yeah, just leave it alone. Yeah, like just 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 shut the fuck up. You know, simply put. JB, go to our Nipsey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you like that one? You yeah. like that one? <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> at either MIT or Georgia Tech or both, um, depending on, you know, what the future holds for him. A brilliant, brilliant, brilliant young man. Shout out to his mom also, who has a master's degree in education. Okay, and mom. I think, and I think that that, you know, let's, let's, let's give all, let's give his family the credit too for his brilliance, because we want our children to be able to stand on the shoulders of giants, but in order to be, have them do so, we have to get that big ourselves, right? Yep. So shout out to moms for making these opportunities possible for this young man. Shout out to this young man. I'm going to say his name again. Y'all look him up. He's local. He's in Georgia. Caleb Anderson, a 12-year-old prodigy, young black man, moving on to great things, and we're so proud of him. So proud. You get the Nipsey Hussle Award, and um, that's the greatest honor that we can give you <laughs> right. on, on the podcast. That is our top honor. Other recipients, um, we'll go right into Mark Cuban, mm -hmm. Dallas Mavericks owner. Mm -hmm. um, what's that TV show that, uh, where you present your ideas and they buy shit from you? Shark Tank. Mm -hmm. uh, Shark Tank uh, TV star. He, um, a former player of his, Delonte West, who only played one season. We've all seen the memes and the videos of him poor on the street, people beating him and videotaping it, him holding up signs, you know, asking for money. Um, everyone's tried to reach out to him, and 
to their credit, I mean, they've tried. They just haven't been successful. So I'm not shitting on anybody else. I'm just saying, for whatever reason, Mark Cuban was successful. And he went to a gas station to pick him up himself and put him into therapy himself and is covering all the costs. And I don't, Mark Cuban doesn't strike me as the type to do it for publicity because he kind of doesn't need it. He right. got the most, one of the most exciting players in the NBA that's white. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of like cashing in and he's a fucking billionaire four times over. Mm-hmm. I do think he did it from the kindness of his heart. I agree. And I agree. Him paying for it is one thing. Him going personally there to have that conversation is another thing. And uh, Mark Cuban, you get on this show. Anything you want to add to that, JB? Yeah, absolutely. Um, this this is this is a man who who really opened up his well, at least opened up his heart this time. You know, I can't talk about what he's done in the past, but I can talk about this. I can talk about him checking in with. Um, Delonte's friends to try and find him. When they found out his location, he got in the car himself and drove out there to meet with him. And then once he met with him, he got him checked into a hotel to get him off the street and then made arrangements for him to um, go and get treatment. He also contacted Delonte's family, whoever they are, to let them know that he found Delante. So all good things. You can't say enough about, you know, someone doing such a benevolent and wonderful thing that we should all do and help out our brothers and sisters who are in need, who are struggling with addiction. Yeah, Delante from the DMV, man. Shout out to Delante. Uh, we love you. We rooting for you. And um, we just, you know, we, we just want what's best for you. I, um, This reminds me of, of a post I saw that I um, retweeted uh, yesterday, JB. Cause it touched me, and I want to um, I want to read it on the air, um, and it's by uh Tony. Oh, oh, it's Tony Stark, but it's spelled Toe and Knee. Oh, it's by Toe and Knee, <laughs> but um, the post says, "Dear addicts who feel the need to remind everyone on Facebook that they've been clean in another few days, keep that shit up. You can post every day, and I'm fucking here for it. Live your best life, boo boo." Lots of us are happy, you know, for you and love seeing you make it another day. It doesn't matter if I grew up with you or if you're just a random Facebook entity or just or a kickbacker. You know, I support and encourage you making it another day, no matter if it's one or a billion. And um, that's how I feel about this Delonte West shit. Like, mm-hmm. we riding with you. We supporting you. Fuck that shit. It, it, you see how white people are now so loving and sensitive with the opiate thing? Oh, they need help. They, 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 we need to love them. They didn't do that with crackheads, right? It was our fault. It was just say no, right? But now the white people, white kids are strung out in the suburbs. We need to, we need to talk to them. We need to love on them. You should have been loving on our people that was going through the bullshit y'all created for us. But now that we're here and everybody loves everybody for the most part, shout out to our brothers and sisters who are dealing with addiction. And um, I wish you the best. And I hope you have friends and family that will ride with you and or, and or you're strong enough to ride for yourself and get yourself to a better position. I'm rooting for you. JB rooting for you. Mm-hmm. And all the kickbackers are rooting for you. Off to no bullshit. Goddamn right. And Jay-Z and Meek rooting for you. JB, let them know what the guys are doing, what the kings are doing. Jay-Z and Meek Mill, one time Reform Alliance. 
Yeah. California. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> the Reform Alliance, again, founded by Jay-Z and Meek Mill, this is their political activist organization that works um, works with two two kind of co-mission statements. One is to enact prison reform, um, you know, in America to make it so that so many of our men are not overly incarcerated and disenfranchised by the system. What that means is that they are working to get people out of jail who have been unjustly imprisoned, and they are working to get people out of jail who are serving overlong sentences, but also they are working with legislation New. Okay. And so in California, <clears throat> now they have en they have enacted different probation laws, uh, more, let's say, more sensitive probation yeah. laws. And it is due to the direct the direct action of Jay-Z and Meek Mill's Reform Alliance. Shout out to them for making power moves and doing what we say needs to be done, which is affecting change in the courtroom and in the state house, you know, shout out to them. Beautiful, and the governor of California, Gozeman, I believe, was he signed the 1950B Act? I mm -hmm. think I think it is. Sorry if I got that wrong. Um, JB the Gangster Geek, you know, I don't know all these numbers, um, but and um, which will reduce certain sentences, probation sentences, and that's great. Meet Me was on probation for like 20 years for a gun. Yeah, it was like ridiculous. And when you're on probation as a person who's well, we've been on probation. You, any little thing, they'd be like, oh, oh. And it's like, whoa, whoa. I ain't do shit, nigga. I, I, I had some Waffle House. You gotta relax. But uh, probation is some bullshit. I would, I would choose jail over probation. I would choose, you know, a month of jail over a year of probation. Like, yeah. dead ass. Proba Probation, probation can be fucked. Yeah, I mean, and it depends on your probation situation. You know, yeah. those of you who have been on probation and it's been relatively light, you got to know how blessed you are. Because for most people, probation isn't light. For most people, probation is a drug test every month, every fucking time you show up. Oh, you can have... Uh, bi-weekly. Oh well, they they can they, make you report twice twice a month. Well, they can make you report as often as as they right, fucking right. want. I was just about to say because those the, all of those drug tests and shit are all discretionary. It's up to the pro probation uh, officer to decide how much you get tested and how much you don't get tested, how much you report, how much you don't report. And we're talking about over years, right? So imagine if you're trying to start a business or you're trying to do something somewhere else and you need to travel for work or whatever. You can't do that because you're on probation. You literally can't do that. Some probations don't allow you to leave the state, actually. Yep. yep. You know, you need permission from your probation officer to leave the state. It can be fucked up really fucked up. So these changes are that important for that reason. Because if you think about how many black people are in prison, imagine how many black people are on probation right now. Shout out to California. Shout out to Mick and Hove, Mark Cuban, and uh, Vance. Um, I think I Vance last name. But Vance from, from CNN. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's the CEO of uh, Reform, Reform Alliance. Shout out to you too, big homie. Um, our Netflix and chill the season, the series finale of the 100. I don't know if y'all are watching the 100. You should be watching this on CW. We talked about this show before. It's about 100 people who were in prison that were sent to uh, uh, 
back to Earth. Earth was all fucked up. So they were all on a spacecraft living in, in space in the world. And they were sent to Earth to see if Earth was safe to, to come back to. And there was a hundred of them. And they had trials and tribulations, running into different people from different worlds, running into different people that were still left on Earth that had been attacked by the mutation, which is why everybody left um, because of some solar reactor that fucked everybody up. And they had, it was just about their journey. And then they left Earth and went to different planets to try to find a home on every planet because a few planets were destroyed that everybody kind of... Uh, gathered on these few planets and it caused war because who's going to lead who's going to do this it's a love story mixed in it's war it's violence it's knowledge it's spirituality it was a great fucking show and the series finale was this past week and they got it right JB really I didn't okay. know if Power got it right I didn't I know if Game of Thrones got it right well I know Game of Thrones didn't I get didn't it right I think Sopranos got it right mm -hmm. And there was a lot of shit. I'm like, why they fuck up the last episode? Mm -hmm. But um, I think they got it right. That's what's up. That's yeah. what's up. I uh, I I think I'm about halfway through the entire series, somewhere in that neighborhood. So I got some catching up to do, me on 100. But I'm glad they got the ending right. I'm definitely going to jump back into that one. Um, I'm watching um, Lovecraft Country, um, a new episode. Um, I believe is dropping tonight. And then I'm gonna I'm I'm go ahead and, and catch and, up. Yeah, because I, I, when I watched it on Fire Stick, my Fire Stick been acting a donkey. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to go and get the HBO Max app, which I don't want. I got a billion apps, but I love that show, and I missed like the last three episodes, so I'm just pissed. Yeah, I hear that. Um, the boys is uh, starting to pick up steam too. Um, hey. I went back and watched the last episode. Hey! And I watched a couple more. I'm not all the way caught up. Okay. But it makes sense now. Good! So I'm finally <laughs> like, oh, okay. Now I see. Um, I did that last night. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, that show is definitely picking up steam now. They're starting to interlace history. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's becoming more allegorical. Let me just put it that way. So okay. it's 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 a good show. Keep watching, y'all. Yeah. Saturday Night Live last night. Mm -hmm. we, we alluded to it earlier. Chris Rock hosted it. Megan Thee Stallion performed. And they did a spoof on the presidential debate. Like we mm -hmm. said, Jim Curry mm -hmm. played uh, Joe Biden. And Alec Baldwin played Donald Trump. And Mike Rudolph, of course, played Kamala Harris. And they played on all of the little... Uh, all the little debate things and it was funny as hell they talked about trump having coronavirus that was funny as hell if you get the opportunity to go to youtube or if you dvr it or whatever definitely watch that that shit was funny it's a good hour of, of your life it's a good hour spent i gotta check that out tonight i mean i you know i couldn't watch it live obviously because I, i'm having the same fire stick bullshit you are except for i do actually have the hbo app so <laughs> um, i'm not quite as lost um but yeah i'm gonna now that it's available on youtube i'm definitely gonna check that out because it's it, yeah. it i mean the little clips we saw earlier today were funny as shit so yeah, i know yeah. the rest of yeah, it is yeah. gonna be like oh Hell yeah. <laughs> and one time for Megan Thee Stallion, uh, she had some political statements in the middle of her ratchetness. So she was on, on stage twerking, performed to the song Ratchet, but she quoted uh, Tamika Mallory, pro-black woman, activist out right now. 
she um, had Malcolm X's voice playing, talking about the most unprotected person in the world is a black woman. And uh, she talked about Daniel Cameron, the, the DA um, in Kentucky, overseeing the Breonna Taylor case. And she talked about protecting black women. And I loved it all. And, because I'm, I'm righteous and ratchet. So I like the twerking and the I love my people. That works for me. It wasn't an oxymoron. It wasn't weird. I, I kind of want to date Meg now. Like, it was that much for me. Like, she righteous and ratchet. I'm going to have to get her a T-shirt, JB. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind you sending her a T-shirt. I wouldn't mind you know her what? wearing you know it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to send her a T-shirt. I'm going to send, send it. We're just going to see what she do with it. I think you should. Um, but I also like the fact that she said protect black men. And I was like, oh, shit. And it let me know, because I was talking to my sister last night, and I was like, nobody ever says that. And she was like, that's bullshit. I always say it. I was like, hey, well, you say it. Some of y'all sisters say it. It ain't no majority. I don't feel protected by black women. And, I, and that's not a shot. That's not like me shitting on y'all. But the same way y'all don't feel protected by us, and you say it, and then we step up to the plate to try to do better, I don't feel protected by black women. I know plenty of black women who would much rather destroy me than help me. That's a fact. And, you know what I'm saying? And so I don't feel protected. And to hear her say that, we got to protect black men too. I was like, oh, shit. Because she's a, you know, she's in this feminist music. She's fuck niggas, get money, you know, eat my pussy and fuck you. I ain't going to call you. That's her music. And for her to be like, nah, fuck that. Protect black men too. Fuck you talking about. They're my brothers. And I was just like, Oh shit! Somebody said protect black. Like it, it, it just hit me different. Cause if you go on Black Lives Matter site, it don't mention straight black men. We like not on the site for some reason. They said we defend gay, trans folk, trans, uh, lesbian, female, but they never say straight black men. It's like they can be like fuck straight black men, and it really touch. It, it touched me. I'm just being honest. I hope I ain't offend nobody, but I'm just being honest. It touched me that she mentioned that. Well, um, let's 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 be clear about this. Um, political statements are not religious statements, right? Um, they're just they're just not. And she was making a very very important political statement about what needs to happen. You can do that in any context. You know what I'm saying? In my opinion, that that message doesn't need to come with lift every voice and sing, in my opinion, in order to be valid or to be truthful or to be impactful. I loved it. I loved the whole performance. I loved I I thought she could have moved a little more. Honestly, <laughs> I, I wanted to see some more ass shaking. Um, but I also love what she said. I also love the way she dressed up the stage. I yeah, thought it was man. extremely powerful, new, and I'm looking forward to seeing more. I'm gonna go back and and you know try and see the whole thing. We only saw bits and pieces yeah. of it earlier. I want to see the whole thing, see all of it. Let's all do of that. Her. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Meg, Gemini man. Have you seen it yet? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Will Smith. When it's the older Will Smith and the younger Will Smith. The younger Will Smith is all CGI. Nigga. Critics said it was some bull, it was a bullshit movie. That shit fucking fire. Really? It's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, I've seen an ass for it, but I didn't. Man, I, I saw the was... I saw the reviews. So Yeah, I did the same, I did the same mm -hmm, thing. Mm -hmm. Nigga. I mean, is it an all-time great movie? No. 
Is it a great movie? Yes. Really? Okay. The young Will Smith and the old Will Smith and everything else. I was just like, I kept watching. I'm like, this shit was bad. But this shit was bad. But this shit was bad. They said it was bad. Yeah. Nigga. And I don't think this is wrong. You know they're going at each other at some point. The young Will Smith beat the shit out of the big Will Smith with a motorcycle. I'm not going to explain how. But imagine a motherfucker on a motorcycle beating your ass with the motorcycle. It was fucking phenomenal. It was one of the Matrix fight scenes. It was like, I, I was thinking like, it was like slim. This is some creative shit. <laughs> this is some creative shit. <laughs> and because the younger Will Smith is all CGI, mm-hmm. he can do Phasmatastical shit. <laughs> yeah. Nigga. Yeah. And some of the stunts in the I got I gotta check that out. I gotta it, check it's that up out. Your alley. It's up yeah, your alley. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. I'm looking for I might watch that shit tonight, man. Yeah, man. Uh, um our book club, we're gonna talk about it next week. We're, we're running out of time and we don't want to uh go into too much, but I'll give you a quick story. The book is a slight edge, it's by Jeff Olson. It's one of those motivational books, self-help books. Get off your ass and do something books. We went from fantasy, now we're back on the self-help. And he told a story in the book about the gyroscope that's on the uh, uh, space shuttles. And I've, I've told a story in the podcast before, um, or done the illustration. I'm going to do it again because this is where I got it from, this book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. And he talks about taking off from Earth, going, going to Mars, and going to the moon. And how the space shuttle is off course 99% of the time. So let's say JB is the moon and, and I'm the space shuttle going to the moon. It's going like this. Too far to the left. Too far to the right. Too far low. Too far high. Come back to the left. But then you eventually get there through constant course correction. Constant course correction and that's what life is about yeah you may go too far to the left sometimes my dick curvy it go to the left too far sometimes okay that's neither here nor there um but sometimes you might you know do too much at this job sometimes you might slack too much off at that job sometimes you might not pay enough attention to your woman sometimes you might pay too much attention to your woman like, it's all about constant course correction. You don't have to have it figured out. You can still get to JB, the moon, from the Earth, even though you're constantly correcting your course. As long as you're constantly working on yourself and constantly fixing yourself and constantly uh, adding on positively to yourself, you will get to your ultimate destination. Now, that's one story in the book. About one page. That's about a page and a half of the book. When I tell you this is the most immediately impactful book I've ever read, that's what I mean. The Four Agreements was very impactful very quickly as well because it's four agreements you make with yourself and you act it out. Very impactful. Nothing was more impactful than a slight edge. The slight edge sets you on a course immediately. That one story. Tell me it didn't resonate with you. Did it resonate with you, JB? Absolutely. Um, now this book, if I recall correctly, knew um we're gonna I'm gonna have to actually pick this one up at a store and physically read it than an audio book. Yo, you so, can read it on your phone. 
Well, I don't yeah. like doing that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going to go buy the actual yeah, book. Yeah, I'm going to buy the fucking book. I'm, I'm going to Barnes and Nobles tomorrow. Yeah, if you me want to meet too. me up there, let me know. I'll be there about 1230. Yeah, I'm I'm hitting Barnes and Nobles tomorrow, too, so I can read up and um and get started on it, John. It sounds interesting. Um, You know, as we said before, the self-help books are outside of my normal lane, like the fantasy books are outside of yours. But this has opened up, you know, some different some different tools and, and some different knowledge for me. I'm looking forward to the reading, man. Um, me too. I've read this book uh, a dozen times. I don't have a copy because I always give the copy I get to someone that I think needs it because I think it's that important. As I say, this is if you're on a journey of discovery and you're looking for the first book to read as far as improving yourself, getting to that next level, uh, taking a bull by the horns, being your best self. I always say the slight edge is book one. And then go wherever you go after that. Because The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson will get you the tools you need to understand the other books. Mm. It's not just mm. a book that read to hype you up. It's going to give you tools that you can take to the next book. So it's not just a regular book. It's not just, I read this book, but I didn't even do anything. The Slight Edge is designed to help you get the most, maximize everything. And I'm curious to see what you think about it and, and if it impacts you the way it did me. And if it doesn't, that's cool too. But I'm, I am curious to know. Yeah, I'll give you honest thoughts, you know, as we work through it, you know, as we work through it in the month of October, you'll get regular updates from us and, and my thoughts and news as well. Um, like we always do with our book club. It's one of my favorite parts of the show, New, because yeah. I think we get to share a lot more kind of, of who we are with the kickbackers by our mm -hmm. book choices, you know. And my um, next book will be Playboy uh, magazine. But we, we, we'll worry about that later. Um, but go ahead. Like I, like I said. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll check that out and, we, and we'll give you our thoughts on the first couple of chapters and then on our next episode. Um, oh, by the way, Kickbackers, I'm actually headed to D.C. next mm -hmm. weekend mm -hmm. to see the folks. So things are going to be a little different next weekend. We're not going to broadcast on uh, Sunday for Monday like we always do. It's going to be a little earlier, but we'll mm -hmm. still be right here with you <laughs> you know it mm -hmm. um uh music i orgasm segment um really quickly 21 savage dropped the album it was probably my favorite album that came out this week mm -hmm. um based on first couple mm -hmm. listens mm -hmm. um west side gun from Griselda, jb cousin yeah, um, dropped a new album <laughs> and um uh, i'm mad at that one <laughs> it's, it's Griselda, man yeah. like, what you gonna do it's uh, West Side Gun's first major label debut as a solo artist. Mm -hmm. And he got some heavy hitters on okay. there with him. Okay. And he got some bangers, man. So I would definitely recommend that. Um, YG, who I was really looking forward to, um, all first listening. Maybe it'll grow on me. But all first listen, I ain't like it. Really? I was, I was listening like, uh, uh, what the fuck is this? What is and, wrong with it? Uh, I only listened to it once. I don't want to give it too harsh a review. First impression. But first impression, everything. Damn. I ain't like it. Damn. I love the single, Laugh Now and Cry Later. Not only that, I didn't like the single. I, the, the single is still on our partner and kickback playlist. Well, that's it's been I'm on surprised. it for like three, four months. Well, that's why I'm surprised to hear you say that the album right, was. But the album. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm going to give it another try because I fuck with YG. Mm -hmm. So I owe him another listen. But um, eh, in R&B, the guy who invented the term trap soul singing over Gangsta Beats. I think you were doing that a little bit too, JB, before him. But, you know, rolling in the uh, Bryson Tiller um, put out a pretty damn good album. 
Okay. His single with Drake is on our playlist. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, I think I like it, y'all. Like, I loved his first album. I did not quite get his second album. I like his third album. Okay. First okay. listen. So I think you guys should definitely check that out. That's and if you up. don't have time to, get the Apollo and Kickback playlist. That's the way I do it. Apple Music, Spotify, and then you can just listen to the singles and decide if you want the whole album. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do, because he drops that shit on there every week. It's new music on there every week. It's easy to stay yep. caught up. You know, I just throw it on when I'm out there playing disc golf new, and then mm -hmm. and then I'm hip. I, you know, I know what's going on with the new music. You know, I'm, I'm not a nigga who's going to listen to a whole bunch of whole albums like you are, yeah. but, um, you know, I've, I, can, I can fuck with that playlist and get caught up on what's popping. You know, it's really that simple, straight like that on oh. Apple Music. Um, so check that out. Out, man. Absolutely. Um, before we get up out of here, really quickly, JB in sports, mm -hmm. the Lakers versus the Heat come on tonight. Yes. The Lakers are up to one or mm -hmm. two zero, and the Heat got multiple injuries. I don't know who's returning tonight. If anybody's returning, the series is over. Yeah. The only thing to be decided is who's going to be the MVP, LeBron or AD. And I think right now it's leaning towards AD, but LeBron is having a phasmatazical series as well. Um, I want to ask you a question, JB. LeBron has three finals wins, three final MVPs with nine trips. If it's four final wins out of ten trips and four finals MVPs, does that get him closer to Jordan? Um, it does. Um, you know, one of the things that's going to be distinct about um, – LeBron's career versus Jordan's is his level of kind of ascendancy, even in the twilight years of his career, even in the late years of his career. And we don't necessarily know that these are his twilight years yet. Yeah. Um, the way he's playing right now, he might go for another four, five, six years. He's what, 37 now or somewhere? He'll, he'll be 36 when next season starts. Yeah, I mean it's, it's niggas who's played in the NBA until they were like 42, 43 years yeah, old. And they were all serious role players. LeBron was second in MVP voting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's nowhere near a role player. Exactly. So he, I think he got two, three years before he becomes a role player. Well, I mean, but then he's got that again, the twilight, in my opinion, is when he becomes a role player. You know what I'm saying? He's 6'9 in a new NBA. He could be 40 playing center. Yeah. He yeah. can just go all the way to center and then got to do a whole lot of shit and be a starter at 41, 42 at yeah, center. Yeah, and take a team to the fucking finals. <laughs> like, like, yeah, we don't know what's going to We don't know how great this man is going yeah. to be. This from Tom yeah. Brady shit. We've never seen this before. Yeah, I mean, he came out in high school, and I was like, we're we going to see this nigga for, like, the next 25 years. Like, he's a man-child in high school. Nobody's going to break him up, you know, like they broke up Kobe early in his career. Yeah, That's not going to yeah. happen to him. Like, he good. Like, he ain't going nowhere, you know. Um, he's 17. Yeah, so, you know, that question, I think, I think the answer is yes and i think the answer will continue to be yes as his career progresses okay. into the later years if he wins a championship but ad gets finals mvp does that hurt him 
In my opinion, no, um, because I, I think those are numbers that, you know, you have to look at when you when somebody's career is ended and assess those numbers. Right now, I think his greatness is all about his groundswell and his impact on the game. And you cannot deny that AD is in contention for that MVP status because King James is dropping dimes on that nigga. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So, um, you know, when you look at, you know, uh, the, la the last year, you know, I think Kareem won the MVP or whatever. He had magic passing him the ball. Like, mm -hmm. fuck you mean? Like, mm -hmm. so? That didn't make magic any less great, you know? Um, that's what happens. And I think that's going to be a great thing. I think that, I mean, I can only see, you know, good things in their future. They stay healthy, man. That team could stay together another four to five years as it's constructed yeah. right now. And then we will always see them in the playoffs, always see them, you know, creeping up on the finals, you know. Uh, one word, uh, no, no, no one word, like it or dislike it. Doc Rivers is now the head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers with Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, who could never seem to get it together. No coach could figure out how to play them, but two of the best players in the league. Now he has control of that. Like it or, or don't like it? Love it. Okay. Love it. Okay. Love it. Excited to see what he does. He's a great, he's a great manager as a coach. He deals with personnel extremely well as a coach. And I think that's what they need at the 76ers right now. So I love it. Right. My Cowboys lost in grand fashion, going down by 20 something points, coming all the way back, and then still losing it at the end. Dak Prescott is the first quarterback in the history of the NFL to have three straight games with over 450 passing yards each game. And we lost two of those three. And we've been giving up giving niggas 40 points a game. Yeah, the story is um, in your secondary, man. I can't, yeah, I can't say it no differently. I'm going to tell you, if Dak didn't fumble in the first quarter and Zeke didn't fumble in the first quarter and give up two easy touchdowns off those fumbles, I mean, our secondary trash. Shout out to Trayvon Diggs. You're not trash. You're a rookie from Alabama. You're playing better than I thought you could. So not you, bro. Our secondary is trash. Yeah, ODB had uh, Odell Beckham had like the greatest game of the season for himself today, and that speaks volumes. It also speaks volumes that Nick Chubb had a horrible day today, which means well, he, he was injured. Well, so he got hurt. He, he got he, hurt. He was having an amazing night. Okay, so he got hurt. Okay, I didn't but realize then everybody, that. Everybody, no. They ran for like 280 yards. I didn't realize that. No, I yeah, didn't they ran that. all over us. Really? But he was hurt. No, nah, I'm surprised by that. He was hurt, so everybody else ran all over us. I'm really surprised. Odell by Beckham, that. The, the touchdown to take the game out of, we, we cut the lead to three. Their first play was a trick play where Odell ran. He ran 80 yards for a touchdown. Odell, the wide receiver, ran out of the backfield 80 yards for a touchdown. I'm very surprised by that. Do y'all have yeah. injuries on your front seven right now? We I don't do. understand. Okay. We do. I was like, that's this, yeah, this yeah, does not compute yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Nate Lavanna <laughs> S is out for the season. Um, yeah, we got okay. No, we got some problem. tough injuries, but no excuses, JB. We we, we look nigga, we, we 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 were down by 20 something points for the third for the third straight game and came all the way back and then lost it at the end. You have you have one of the most explosive offenses in the league, but it doesn't do you any good if your defense can't get critical no. stops. Well, yes, 
but it doesn't do us any good if we fumble on the five yard line and give you the ball and you only got five yards to go. Oh, and yeah. then well, we fumble yeah. again on like the 20 yard line and give you the ball back again. You take away those two turnovers, we can outscore you. So it don't matter how bad our defense is. If Dak and Zeke don't turn the ball over every game this season, literally every game this season, literally all in the first quarter, well, except for the late late interception he threw today, all the other turnovers are in the first quarter. That's if, tough. If you start off your first yeah. three drives is all turnovers on your side of the field, and you give them a twenty one point lead. Well, it don't I mean, matter how good the secondary is. Yeah, you said a mouthful there because, um, you know, uh, a wonderful secondary and an incredible offensive line and an incredible front seven on defense can now cannot overcome all of those turnovers. That's 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 a lot for any team to overcome. And turnovers, oh. holding on to the goddamn football always has to be the priority for a football team. Like, period. Hold on to the fucking football. Like. Yeah, so yeah, I agree with you completely because fuck what I just said. If you if you turn the ball over, you're going to lose. Like there's just there's no way, you know, I'm changing my mind because like turnovers like that, there's nothing you can do about that. The the rest of it, you know, is kind of irrelevant. We were up 14 7 and Dak got a strip sack on like and it, he ran back to like the four yard line. Mm -hmm. and then it was 14 14. Mm -hmm. And then Zeke fumbled, and they scored again. So it was twenty-one fourteen. Mm -hmm. We were on the verge of being up twenty-one seven, and instead we're down twenty-one uh, fourteen. Mm -hmm. And then they scored again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <sighs> um, and then the offense, of course, comes magically to life in the fourth, in the fourth quarter. We scored like twenty points in like four minutes in the fourth quarter. It was amazing. And then Odell ran an 80-yard sweep for a touchdown. And then and then we, they kicked the extra point. We blocked it. Then they recovered it and ran it back in for two points. JB, help me. Help me. What the fuck? Young. <laughs> Young. I don't know if I could have watched that fucking game if I was you. I started watching it. was talking on the phone, texting, texting the, the group chat. Oh, Lord. And looked up and I was cooking chicken. I know you smell the chicken. The chicken they told me to cook and said it wasn't bad, but it tasted funny. And I didn't die yet, but if I die from this chicken kickbackers, you said it that's tasted all funny? Um, yeah, I was like, mm, it's a little different. Little, little difference, and then they were like, You just being paranoid. And I was like, Oh, that's quite true. <laughs> I hope it's yeah, true. You, you know how you're not being paranoid, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> well, maybe I'm paranoid, but I also didn't have all my seasoning, so I had, okay, I, that's why I, I had tasted to use, funny. Man, I use some, some other shit out the cabinet, okay, that's why I tasted funny. That man. might be why, but I was, I was still like, like, I was still like. I'm, I'm gonna give you a piece. You tell no, me, no, I'm good. You tell me if it's poison or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm sitting over here like describe funny. No, I'm gonna give you a piece. You taste it. You taste it. And then you tell me. You tell kickbackers. So, um, <laughs> um, last but not least, we getting up out of here, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. We love you. But our fantasy football league we've been talking about all you know since we started. A lot of a couple of kickbackers are actually on the fantasy football league for a partner and kickback. I was projected to beat the crap out of JB. JB came back, and I, it was like slim. 
knew you were gonna win by twenty. No, JB's gonna win by thirty. No, no, you can win by fifteen. Well, JB's gonna win by ten. No, no, you can win by one. And then Nick Chubb got hurt. The the game was our game was based on Cleveland Dallas game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dallas had better stats, but Cleveland won the game. And how that works in fantasy football is I eked out a victory because of Dak, five hundred yards. Yeah, four touchdowns. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it helped me eat it out, even though you had Odell mm-hmm. and Chubb mm-hmm. and Landry. Mm-hmm. And then I have Dak, Amari Cooper, and Zeke. Yeah. And I'm not sure. If, did I start Landry? Landry this week? I didn't think I started Landry. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm, I'm wrong. Yeah, you started Landry. Oh, I did? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, was Nick like, Chubb that got hurt. I think that if Nick Chubb, the way y'all ran, if Nick Chubb wouldn't have got injured, those yards would have been his. Yeah. And you might have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but this is the this is like the first time, this is the first time this season that this team has even broke 150. So no, nah, they broke one, barely broke 150 once before. So it's just been, it's just been fucked up all the way around uh, for me. Thielen had a good game for me too. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm telling you, I haven't seen it for the jump. It's Drew Brees. Yeah, I, I gotta. I keep trying to get rid of him. I can't find <laughs> nobody. I can't find nobody to replace him. Hey, I have. I have a glut of wide receivers. Those of y'all in our in our kickback league, I got wide receivers. So if you got a decent quarterback and you need a wide receiver, come talk to me. Talk to me. Might be able to make a trade. Yeah, I don't have. Hey, I got deck. I only have a backup quarterback just yet. I, I was like, maybe I'll trade you. But um, that puts uh, me, JB was my biggest competition in the podcast league. Um, but we be, me beating him this week, that puts me at 4-0 and and knocks him down. To, I was 3-0, and you were 2-1. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now that mm-hmm. I put me at 4-0, and you were 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. And I think yeah. I, I created some distance. Yeah, between... you definitely created some space. And I got to do something with these fucking teams because they keep underperforming for me week after week. I got to figure some shit out. Um, yeah. In the other joint, I'm about to get my ass kicked again. I'm sick of this shit. In F League, some changes. I've already scored more points than EJ F Suns is projected to get, and I still got players playing, so I'm projected to beat him by like 30 points. But in my cousin league, I'm projected to win. No, look at that shit. He's projected to beat me by a point, some some points. 136.63 to 136.92. God damn. Um, I am really hoping. Tight. He he doesn't get it. Oh no, he got Julio Jones. And I'm gonna lose. He got Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill left. And I have nobody left. And they think Julio Jones and Tyreek Hill will only get him 30 points. They're gonna get more than 30. I'm gonna lose. Yeah. It's fucked up. But I'll be four and oh, three and one, and two and two. Not too bad. Not too bad. In all at all. Leagues. Not too bad at all. I'm I'll be two and two and Guess what would that be? One and three or some shit like that. That that clay league is killing me right now. Yeah, yeah. that was my worst league until today. Yeah, it, 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 shit just flipped. But we want to thank y'all for tuning in, listening Indeed. to our bullshit. Indeed. Um, we got to keep you guys entertained. Once again, you've been here all night. Um, our Patreon, we have three tiers: a tier where it's just support, two dollars a month. Four dollars a month gives you uh. Bonus episodes, back, kickers, behind the, the scenes. Yeah, kickers is two dollars a tier. 
Backers is $4. You get bonus material, you a bonus episode, behind-the-scenes footage, and the kickbackers. I, I did it weird that time. Yeah. Was... That tier. <laughs> Little horse. Yeah. Me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> that tier gets you behind us. Everything you get in the first two tiers, but we buy you a gift. Mm-hmm. You get merch. And then uh, everybody gets the discount. Well, the, 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 the backers and the kickbackers, you get uh, the discount code 20% off of all merchandise. And if you get that $7 a month tier, guess what? We're going to buy you something. Indeed, you know, indeed. As long as you keep your membership for about six months, we're going to buy you something. You hear me? So thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, I guess it's back to the NFL or back to whatever TV show you're binging. Um, the game tonight sucks, so I'm going to go back to watching the boys. Indeed. I actually, I'm, I'm going to get the motherfucking um, HBO Max so I can watch um, Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Country. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's probably a good time to get stars because the new season of Power is on break mm-hmm. till Christmas. Mm-hmm. So I can get that, the free trial. Right. And right. watch and all like ready. four or five episodes yep. and then cancel it. Yep. And yep. then get it back again in December. It'd <laughs> be good this to nigga. go. This Negro. I ain't paying y'all all this money. Fuck y'all. I hear that. I hear that. Well, good night and God bless y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Uno, we out. <laughs>